0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the "You Are Born for This" podcast with Father John Riccardo. That's me. I am privileged to be the executive director at Acts Twenty Nine, where we talk about anything and everything having to do with transformation in the church. I'm here with my co-laborer in the vineyard, my dear sister Mary Gilfoyle. How you doing, Mary? I'm doing good, Father John, and you? I am doing well. Happy birthday to you! You had a big birthday this past week, I didn't did. you?
1: Thank you very much. As a good friend of mine 29. said, <laughs> "I wish." Um, my good friend said, "You've moved up." To the sixth floor. Oh, you've And moved for up those th- of you who can do the math, that means I'm sixty.
0: Well, thanks be to God, huh? Oh, we're yeah. grateful for the gift of life. So That's many people right. are grateful for the gift. Yeah.
1: of Yeah, every life. day is a gift, no matter what. We should live every day as if it's our birthday, right? And
0: you are an infant in the grand scheme of things, because uh, we're all going to live forever.
1: We pray if, if if we live well here, by God's grace, we get home. Indeed, yeah. well, yes. Well, we
0: are all going to live forever. Yeah. It's just a question yeah. of, of where. where. <laughs> so we uh, we want to keep that in mind as we try to live every day the best we can and. And then get on our knees and ask the Lord for his mercy for the countless times that we know mm. that we don't, don't
1: right. we? Right. Amen.
0: So what's yeah. our topic today? I know this one is near and dear to your heart in a very particular way.
1: Yeah, it is, Father John. So um, our topic for today is practical support for those on the front line. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. So um, eager to dive in. But Father John, how about you open us with prayer? Let's pray.
0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gracious Father, in these uh, summer days, we continue to give you thanks for, hopefully, uh, the gift of some leisure for many of us, families, uh, priests who are moving, uh, parish staffs who are getting acclimated to transitions, the people in the pews who are adjusting to uh, new life, perhaps, in their parishes as priests move so often at this time of year. Lord, we just ask for an abundance of your grace upon us, our families, our loved ones, in a special way today upon all of our brother priests. Lord, refresh them, give them what they need. You alone have access to their hearts, especially those who are experiencing trouble or trial or challenging situations, and especially, again, those who have moved. Lord, uphold them, be their rock, their shield, their faithful companion. Uh, we just ask your anointing upon them, upon our conversation. We ask all of this in Jesus's name. Amen. Amen. In oh, the name of the Father, you, the Son, Father. and the Holy Spirit. So Mary, we knew from the very beginning. Actually, you said over and over again from the very beginning without knowing in detail what it was going to look like, right. somehow at the heart of what God was calling us to do was to pour into priests, wasn't it?
1: Right, we did. And I remember sitting at our conference table as as this mission was being born of the Spirit and having conversations. And I just felt that um, long before we could ask our priests to roll up their sleeves and do the hard work of transformation, we somehow had to put place them as the priority. We had to be instruments, as you would say, of healing mm-hmm. to priests first before we could um, come alongside them to do the next thing as regards transformation in the parish. And um, we knew in our hearts that priests are ground zero, and I would say bishops are even more so ground zero, but priests are ground zero when we're talking about bringing transformation and renewal into the church. And so, yeah, they're they're the ones that are very much on our hearts and minds as we do what we do in Acts.
0: We oftentimes, when we start a retreat for uh, our brothers, we say, you know, like our desire is to be something like the Good Samaritan, right? When we're with right. them, just to kind of pour oil and wine into them. Uh, I know it from my own experience and the trauma of just serving as a priest, and uh, certainly from our friends who are priests and all the people that we've poured into. Now, to be clear, there are a lot of guys out there who are just thriving in Blessed priestly life. Right? Blessed be so, God. Blessed be God. So, you know, please right. don't take this as a, a uh, overgeneralization. But at the same time, there are a great number of guys who not so much. Yeah, and right? you know,
1: Father John, that was and a- that's okay.
0: Right. So
1: so it confirmed our experience of um, walking alongside roughly a thousand priests now going into our ending our second year of of mission. Um, What we sensed in prayer early on before the mission began pretty much held true that we had some um, good brothers who were in need of healing and hope and encouragement.
0: Yeah. And I think it's all the more so right now. It's the the reason why this is on our our hearts uh, this week. July is often, not always, but often the time of the year in the church when guys move, which which means, you know, practically speaking, what this means is uh, a spiritual father is uprooted Leaves his spiritual children, children, and then mm-hmm. is planted into another family, a new family, who themselves are grieving the loss of their spiritual right. father. And so right. now you got two grieving parties, right? Right. And uh, we we talked about this once before. We did a, a couple of episodes actually with Father Patrick Schultz and uh, Father Ryan Mann down in Cleveland.
1: Right, our dear brothers. Hey, you guys, if you're listening in, we love you.
0: Yeah, we love you much. Uh, so I think it's episode. I know it's episode, we wrote it down, a 96 and 97, and they talked about this. They just had a really very revealing, vulnerable, we, we've we used that word a lot in episodes of late conversation about how just how challenging it is when you leave a parish as a priest, because the priest isn't the director of HR, he's not the, the CFO, he's not the CEO, he's not all the many things that we often uh, associate with the priest. What do we call... Him, we call him Father. Your
1: spiritual father,
0: right? And so, priests are usually grieving greatly. You know, when father, they leave that family, and it's not natural.
1: No, you know, and oftentimes, as we pray with our brothers, what we sense when we pray with them is that this tangible spirit of homelessness. Right. Because we have prayed with brothers as they're transitioning, either either they've been an associate and they're now assigned as a pastor and they have this huge responsibility on their shoulders and they're moving into a whole new family and they're trying to get their bearings and they have oftentimes don't feel like they belong or they have a home yet. And that's That's a very real sense in their hearts. Right.
0: Yeah. And it it takes a long time.
1: And we can do much. Those of us sitting in the pews can do a lot to be warm and welcoming and patient and prayerful. And Father, what can we do to support you and love you right now?
0: Yeah, I mean, the first thing, uh, you know, really just to highlight in this time, a transition for those of you who are living in parishes where, uh, you know, Father so-and-so has left and Father Sue-and-Sue has come. Right. um, Is just to be merciful. That's right. right. Everybody's going through transition and again, it takes I can tell you this as a as a pastor, it takes 3 to 5 years to begin to really get to know mm-hmm. a parish, right? I mean, so we've talked about this, I think maybe at a couple of other occasions, but you know, what what a you, you know, this as a mom, I mean, I see this all the time with you and your daughter, and I know this from all my 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 own mm-hmm. family and from all my friends with children, right? I mean, you know your children mm-hmm. and your children know you, right? And the frustrating thing as a priest is there are too many children to know. <laughs> I mean, it's, in most places, it's not unten, place, it's, it's
1: untenable for most
0: Yeah, it, it, it's not possible. And so, you know, if you've got a parish with, could be 500 families, could be 1,000 families, could be 3,500 families. We ran into a guy the other day. He's got 5,000 families. Uh, it's going to take him 10 years to get to know everybody, and they need all the support they can get. Right, I remember a right? woman came up to me one time, and she just said, "Father, do you know my name?" And I went, <laughs> I "Oh this. no, you know, like." And thankfully, I did. Um, but there were twelve thousand people in the yeah. parish, so I said her name. She went, "Oh, I'm kind of surprised by that." And did you say thank you, Jesus, that you sent me someone much oh whose I, did. Name I know? Absolutely. And then I, w- I just said to her honestly, I said, "Can you imagine if everybody in the parish asked me that question? Mm. Like, I can't know that many people's names." And and, that, and then but, if you don't, I mean, it makes it makes yeah, somebody feel like father doesn't yeah. care about me, and that's just so not true. It's just the, the way we've set up our parishes, most of the time, mm-hmm. is just it's not familial.
1: But that woman's question bespeaks this underlying desire we all want to be known, totally, right? And we want to be known by our spiritual father too. And the right? spiritual father wants to know his children,
0: Wants to right. be known, and he wants to know his children. But again, unfortunately, for most of us, there's too many numbers. So, given that, we want to talk about two very practical things to help our brothers in this time of transition. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a couple questions of you, Mary, yeah. if I can. Yeah. And and it,
1: before we go there, too, I mean, part part of the reason we wanted to have this conversation is um, we we hear from so many of y'all, and we love y'all so much, and people are asking, what can we practically do? to come alongside the mission of Acts 29, what can we do? Mm. And we think this is some of the most important yeah. work that you can do. And this is
0: very practical support. Right, it yeah. is. So the, yeah. so the first thing we want to try to encourage people to do, especially our sisters, but not just our sisters, is... Uh, This apostolate, which has become near and dear to your heart, what's it called?
1: Yeah, it is. And so some of you might be familiar with it. Um, I don't know. I don't even remember how this came across my radar. It had to have been a Holy Spirit moment. Or now that I'm living on the sixth floor and I'm 60, I can't remember. But it's called the Seven Sisters Apostolate. And they have this beautiful mission to call... Um, It's a call on their hearts to strengthen the church by making sure that a holy hour is prayed each day of the week for the sole intention of a specific priest or bishop. And I love this language, Father John. They call this holy hour a holy wasting or a lavishing of prayer for this priest or this bishop's deeper conformity to Jesus Christ. And they've got this really simple structure. It's it's a seven sister called to make one holy hour for one priest each week, all to form a heart of prayer around this priest, and so it's super easy. You um, you find seven women, right, who are going to come together and commit to a year long of prayer, so like from June to June, and they each take a day and they each promise to make a holy before a holy hour before the Blessed Sacrament for for their particular. Pastor so you started or doing
0: this for me, I know, right? So, I know, so, I so did. you said just an example. So, what did you do concretely? Did you just like? So
1: I jumped on my six and, other sisters. Yeah. So this. Uh, like I said, I so I found I came across this ministry, and I thought I can easily find six more women. In fact, I actually have seven. So we we, we always have cover I get in an case. Because yeah. <laughs> I need it. You actually have eight sisters, but but it helps obviously to have some extra women too to help I cover for one another. It was really easy to find sisters who would say, "I'm totally
0: on board." So each of We're, you takes a different day of the week, we each, and then does a holy hour for me. That's it. And, and it does. It can be an any time of the day, right? Any
1: time of the day. Day, preferably before the Blessed Sacrament. And sometimes, of course, especially given COVID the last year, that wasn't always doable. Right, um, But that's the ideal. And to just prayerfully cover um, you or the priest yep. in prayer, and it's not unusual. And so I let you know, again, I wanted yep. to let you know, I formed a seven sisters group for you. Um and if you have any specific intentions you can make those known to the sisters or they reach out to you and they yeah, say father John I Yeah how email. can I pray for you yeah. this week and um, I think I tend- some
0: of my sister my actual sisters are among the seven yes, sisters they they? Yeah. Yes they Thank are Yes they are Thank you Thank you, you, Debbie guys. and Mary Kay. And Lynn. <laughs>
1: yeah, and Lynn. And Terry. We love you guys a lot. So for for, for those of you who may not be familiar with Seven Sisters, um, their website is sevensistersapostolate.org, and they can answer any questions that you may have. And
0: they got an uh, uh, email address yeah, too, Yeah, they right? do.
1: So, th- so Jeanette Howe is the founder of, of the foundress of this um, ministry, and you can email Jeanette at info... Uh, no 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 it's seven sisters uh, gosh what is it
0: Father yeah seven John? sisters Apostolate at, gmail. at gmail.com
1: yeah. that's right i'm Great. sorry i couldn't couldn't uh, find that real quick and, and, and this all thing this has sh-
0: exploded in growth hasn't so it?
1: they are um, international now They um, are in there celebrating their 10th year in ministry. So they, I think this March actually celebrated their 10th anniversary, Father John. And uh, Jeanette sends out a monthly communique to all the seven sisters. And it's just rich, just filled with so much great information and inspiring um, words of encouragement. And she said in her June communique that they had that last month, so June, was the greatest growth in the history of the apostolate and listen to this father John they averaged um, three to five new groups per day that's beautiful it's beautiful it's beautiful so
0: in the in the midst of all that's going on in the church right now it's just I, it's so encouraging I'm speaking to my brother priest right now to know how many laymen and women are stepping forward this in this case uh, our sisters and just saying we just want to soak you guys in prayer and, uh, and offer practical support before Jesus, the high priest, uh, on your behalf each and every day. So if you're listening right now and um, whether you you got a pastor who you just absolutely love and you want to continue to just ask for God's protection and blessing and anointing upon him and wisdom and courage, please, if you're not familiar with this, consider starting one. And if you've got a pastor who you don't absolutely love, then... By all means, do this as well and just uh, pray for God's anointing and grace and blessing upon him and and just entrust your spiritual brothers and spiritual fathers into the Lord's hands. I have to
1: tell you, you know, uh, because um, I just celebrated my birthday, I I received some beautiful cards and texts and emails from people and uh, they simply offered their prayers. And I remember... uh, Uh, telling a brother, a friend of mine, uh, the greatest gift that we can exchange among friends is prayer. There's no greater gift. And if we're really going to see revival and transformation in the church, our priests need this kind of spiritual support.
0: Yeah, we hear people say sometimes things like, what can I do besides pray? As if that's not very much. That's
1: insignificant. It's well, the most pray, important first thing of all. Right, Exactly. that you can pray. So they need all the intercessors so that's the uh, that first they thing. can get. And again, if you have questions, um, email Jeanette at seven sisters apostolate at gmail.com. And all Jeanette asks once you start a group is to every day Offer a Hail Mary on her behalf for her intentions. Oh, beautiful.
0: Easy offer. Fantastic. So there's a second practical thing, uh, a book you want to make people aware of, isn't there?
1: Yeah. So I came across uh, this beautiful book written by Kathleen Beckman. It's called Praying for Priests, An Urgent Call for the Salvation of Souls. And it's just this really practical way of supporting our priests. She has a wealth of... Of um, prayers in here,
0: I am of looking prayers at this and offerings. Book, every <laughs> single page <laughs> I know, is dog-eared. dog-eared. Why didn't you just like dip the book in up. yellow?
1: But Father John, I have to tell you. So when I go to prayer. I, for you on on the day that that I have for you this is a resource for me rich wow. prayers from the treasury of prayers here in our Catholic church it's just it's it, it's just beautiful so I use Catherine's book a lot and she is also uh, she's the president and co-founder of the Foundation of Prayer for Priests and you can learn more about her apostolate by visiting foundationforpriests.org again much like Seven Sisters, this is an international apostolate of prayer and catechesis for the holiness of priests. And this is a, a beautiful woman. Um, I'm sure you all will find uh, some uh, great support for, is, great fruit for your you prayer. You know, we talk
0: oftentimes about charisms and uh, the charism of helps is somebody who's you know, uh, been inspired by the Holy Spirit to come alongside another individual. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you can just see the Lord's given to Jeanette and to Kathleen, this charism of helps on behalf of the presbyterate. And even as we say that, just want to encourage others, act on what the Lord might be Encouraging and inspiring you to do. You know, maybe, maybe the Lord's putting on your heart. Maybe it's considering opening one of these in your own parish or starting one of these, getting involved with the Praying for Priests book. Um, but maybe it's something else that the Lord's just stirring up within you. So even as we're talking about this with regards to how you can help our brothers, um, these people... Acted on the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, they started something, and now you got two international movements, and they're bearing tremendous mm-hmm. fruit.
1: And, and so clearly, they have not only the gift of helps and encouragement and everything else, and the gift of intercessory prayer, but, but what they have that I think women have in a unique way because of this feminine genius, as John Paul would talk about this capacity to make room for another, both physically and spiritually. These women have tapped into their spiritual maternity. Mm. Right, and that's a great
0: gift uh, that that we have. Do you you have a favorite prayer in there maybe that you could share with with, uh, folks?
1: You know, Father John, I do, and um, I have this particular prayer on a card in my daily missal. And I have the names of all the bishops and priests Mm. that are very near and dear to me on the front of this card and on the back. And I'm starting to scribble them in so tiny, I can't read all of their names anymore uh, as quickly as I once could. But this is a a beautiful, this is the prayer that I pray every day. And it was composed by St. Therese. No shocker there, because you know how much I love her.
0: And she loved praying for priests because she went on a pilgrimage with priests to Rome and she realized, Mm. wow, these guys are really in trouble. I better start (laughs) praying for them.
1: (laughs) But can I read it to you? Please do.
0: Share it with everybody. Yeah.
1: So she writes, oh, Jesus, I pray for your faithful and fervent priests, for your unfaithful and tepid priests, for your priests laboring at home or abroad in distant mission fields, for your tempted priests for your lonely and desolate priests, for your younger priests, for your dying priests, for the souls of your priests in purgatory. But above all, I recommend to you the priests dearest to me, the priest who baptized me, the priest who absolved me from my sins, the priest at whose masses I assisted and who gave me your body and blood in holy communion, the priest who taught and instructed me, all the priests to whom I am indebted in any other way. O oh, Jesus, keep them all close to your heart and bless them abundantly in time and eternity. Amen. Isn't that beautiful, wow. Father John?
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, you're almost crying as you're praying that, and I'm almost crying as you're... Praying it So uh, thanks for sharing that. You're and, welcome. Uh, and thanks for praying it too. And
1: You're welcome. St.
0: Sure. Therese, uh, have mercy is, or intercede for us for the Lord to have mercy on us all. You know, may- maybe just to close here, you know, we, we talk often about uh, movie images and uh, we talk very often about Hacksaw Ridge and it was you. So um, you made the observation towards the ending of that movie when um, Desmond Doss is up on top of the ridge and he's in the middle of this firefight. hmm um that the uh, the ridge is getting shelled by battleships out in the out in the ocean and at a certain point they stop the shelling stops and, and- you said that is an amazing image for intercession. So so long as the shelling was going on, he could operate right. um and go rescue people. And That's the moment right. the shelling stopped
1: He was at risk.
0: Yeah, he was precarious, right? Yes, His situation he was. was precarious. So I just love that imagery mm-hmm. for for this. I mean, we, we, we titled this practical support for those on the front lines. Our brothers are on the front lines. Amen. They are forget about all the things that you might see about the priesthood and all the different hats that we might see them wear, what they really are, are spiritual fathers mm-hmm. who long for their children to know Jesus and who just want to give the best of themselves to all of you. And you can, we can help them by offering them that practical support, that air cover, quote unquote, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, by interceding for them. So you've uh, you've exposed us to two wonderful apostolates, the Seven Sisters Apostolate, and then this great book, Praying for Priests and the Foundation for Priests. Yeah,
1: so thank you, Father Johnny. Thanks for giving uh, me the opportunity to share this with our listeners. And to be clear, there are a number of other wonderful, prayerful apostolates out there for priests. Some of them are more known than others. But if you know someone who's engaged in this apostolate, pray for them and ask that God would spiritually multiply their 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 apostolate as well. Yeah, and even
0: as you're saying that, I'm just thinking, you know, really practically, don't wait to get online. How about we all just say a Hail Mary on behalf of uh, all the priests right now. Let's do that together, shall we? Hail Mary. Full Full of grace, the Lord is with with thee. Blessed
1: art thou among women, and and blessed is the the fruit of thy womb, womb, Jesus. Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mother Mother of God, God. pray Pray for for us sinners, sinners, now and at at the hour of our death. death. Amen.
0: Amen. Our lady mother of priests pray for us and because she is right now not only praying for those of us who have callers and who are spiritual fathers but for each and every one of us and because there is a whole host of angels and saints praying on our behalf to fulfill the mission and the role that god has chosen for us to play right now do not be afraid god is with you and you were born for this